Welcome to The State of the Garden. This is the official podcast of the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association. I'm your host, Tom Marshall. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the State of the Garden podcast. Of course, we're recording this in the Garden State of New Jersey. And the garden we're talking about in this case is an endless field, as far as you can see, of marijuana. Legal marijuana. That's the dream anyway, and that's why we're all here. I'm sitting in a room in a house in Princeton, New Jersey, with several members of an industry trade group called New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association, or NJCIA. And State of the Garden is the official podcast of the NJCIA, and I'm your host, Tom Marshall. So our role, as I understand it, and of course the people sitting here, are going to fill in the details. But basically, we're a liaison between the rapidly growing cannabis industry and the government. We're trying to get amazing industry leaders into New Jersey to create what could be the largest legal cannabis market in the country based on our population density, our cities, proximity to other cities, etc. And, of course, on the government side, we're trying to promote sensible laws and policy to support this industry. We're looking at states that have already gone legal and we're of course trying to avoid their mistakes and replicate their successes. And if all goes well, hopefully we can also guide other states as they go through this process. The process of legalization, of course, is very complex. There are many obstacles and pitfalls to navigate through and around. There are people opposed to cannabis and who might try and work hard to prevent or obstruct passages of laws. There are details to be worked out. Think of beer for a moment. Think about how beer is created and how it gets to our refrigerator or our favorite restaurant. Think of all the permits and laws that govern the creation, distribution, and sale of beer and how that varies state to state. Think of the laws surrounding the consumption of beer. It's complicated, but it's worth it. Beer obviously is a fantastically profitable industry. Cannabis more than has that potential as well. Cannabis also has another factor going for it. It's an incredibly potent medicine. So to be clear, New Jersey, right now as we speak in January 2018, has a legal medical marijuana program and has had that for some time. You can get prescribed cannabis for certain ailments, but it's been difficult. The last administration didn't make medical marijuana a priority, and as such, far fewer people that could have benefited from it were able to. The incoming administration of Governor Phil Murphy has made it clear that they fully support the legalization of cannabis. That means expanding the existing medical program and, and that's a big and, allowing the recreational use of cannabis. Now, I see people ready to talk, ready to say hello, sitting in the room. But really quick, my name is Tom Marshall. I'm the host of the podcast, State of the Garden. I'm a computer science graduate from Rutgers. I worked 20 years in the software sector and now work with startup companies. One of them is a podcasting company, and that's how the president of this organization found me. Hugh, we're going to jump in with you right now, but I have one last thing to mention before I turn over the mics to the people in the room, and that is simultaneously and actually before my career in technology, I've been writing songs. I'm a songwriter. I'm a lyricist, specifically. I've done that almost exclusively for the band Fish, with a PH. Trey Anastasio, the band leader, and I went to grade school and high school together here in Princeton and have written more than 300 songs together. So somehow between the fish podcast I do called Under the Scales and through my tech network I've formed over the years, Hugh found me and asked me to help spread the word about NJCIA. So without any further ado, Hugh O'Byrne, please tell us how you got into this 
and also add or correct anything I said about NJCIA. Thank you, Tom. Um, I'm Hugh O'Byrne. I'm the president of the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association. I began my uh, work in advocacy for marijuana um, anti-prohibition activities in uh, 1987, uh, but was not willing to violate any laws, so I didn't have a career in cannabis. At that time, I took a traditional path of, uh, I was an attorney, I was a finance securities attorney, worked in public equity, uh, private equity, and then uh, eventually came to be able to participate in the cannabis industry starting only in 2016. But it was a, a long dream that I had in high school of being able to explore the benefits and provide the benefits of this plant to people, adults discerning their use, as well as people in need and patients. And I'm still only beginning to scratch the surface of all of the things that this plant can do for mankind. And uh, it's extraordinary. Uh, in 2017, I was uh, became acquainted with uh, Peter Camerano, who was the president and one of the two founders of the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association. Uh, Pete asked me to join the board, the initial board. So I, I was an initial trustee of the NJCIA. Um, at, towards the end of 2017, we were really heartened by the news that Phil Murphy was going to be the new governor of the state. And then even more amazed that he picked none other than Pete Camerano to be his chief of staff, which obviously meant that Pete can no longer be uh, working with the private sector uh, in, in, in the NJCIA. So um, he asked me, along with our executive director, asked me to, to, to take over his role. And, uh, and so I have since then. And, and what I've been doing is working closely with our executive director, who was really, you know, Pete was the guy that in, in many respects brought a lot of gravitas, a lot of passion to what we're doing here, and had um, obviously the weight of, uh, of, of his political uh, career and his, and, and his social career that he's done with respect to the state that's really, really put us on the map. And, and if that wasn't there, I wouldn't be able to really get anything accomplished. It's really the groundwork that he laid. But, but behind him, was our executive director. The NJCIA is actually the brainchild of our executive director, Dara Service. Um, she brought this to, to being, and she's here with us. So I think, Tom, we really should ask Dara about why we're ultimately in this room. Hey, Dara. So um, thanks, Hugh. Um, since you were instrumental in building this organization back in 2016, well, actually, maybe we should first start about your background and what you were doing before that. Sure. Um, thanks, Hugh, for that beautiful introduction, and thanks, Tom, for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here today and work so closely with you and with Hugh. Um, <laughs> prior to becoming the co-founder and executive director of the NJCIA, I work for a lobbying firm in Trenton called Camerano Lee and Bombardieri, now known as CLB Partners. I started out as the marketing director who was tasked with expanding the firm's image and creating a brand. After a few years of focusing solely on marketing, I transitioned into the lobbyist role. And during this process, I worked directly with Pete Camerano, who was the other co-founder and a personal friend and professional mentor. Pete has stepped down from his role in the organization 
in order to become the incoming governor's chief of staff. Great. What, what were some of the challenges you faced building this? One of the biggest challenges I faced building this organization is managing the enthusiasm of the individuals. We've been hit with an overwhelming amount of support and I want to continue the momentum in order to pursue the organization's potential. Awesome. What are the early perceptions of the organization? You know, honestly, it was a mix. Um, you know, some questions about us uh, were raised and I believe now they can really see our credibility. A lot's happened over the past year and a half and we've really positioned ourselves to bring an entire new industry to New Jersey, not only bring a new industry and a new economy to New Jersey, but create one. So how many people do we have right now in NJCIA? So we began with just two individuals who originally set out on an educational summit to Colorado back in 2016. We took this. Yes. And um, we've now grown to over 25 new members with 15 different trustees and countless supporters who are helping us navigate these waters in order to see the process implemented. Looking around the room, I see like smiles and uh, I feel an optimism. Are you expecting any significant problem or are you expecting this to be smooth sailing or I guess in government, nothing's smooth sailing? Correct. Nothing is smooth sailing. There's going to be lots of obstacles that we are going to have to face. But, um, you know, we methodically put together a strong organization and I, I firmly believe that we're capable of overcoming pitfalls in order to succeed and stand up a well thought out industry. The wind in your sails, of course, being the public wants this. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's been an, an overwhelming amount of support. Do we know like percentage wise from polls, like what that, those numbers are? There was a Quinnipiac poll that was just recently done and it was well over 60%. That's good enough, right? More than half. Absolutely. And Dara, that, 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 that was um, with respect to full legalization. Correct. Medical, I think. Is oh, insurmountable. It's 80% higher. It's well into the 80s and 90s. It occurred to me that uh, national news right now uh, looks like we have a major enemy really close to the the White House, uh, Jeff Sessions in the Justice You know, I don't view him as a threat. I mean, I see going forward the role that the federal government is going to play in the future. But this is a multi-pronged issue. And in my opinion, because for one, we all have we all know the instability of the attorney general. And two, the federal government makes moves in any direction they see fit. So whether they're pro, whether they're against, it doesn't directly impact our organization yeah, we, 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 we think that um, we have this really interesting imbalance between the reality of the federal government and the reality of the states. And um, there have been, the way the federal government is approaching this really oddly, but in the same way uh, that oddness uh, leads to this experimentation that's going on in the various states, which should really help us through the natural competition of ideas get get to a really good solution. There's there's something in the way that the federal government has approached things where they're relying on prosecutorial discretion to avoid enforcing the more onerous aspects of prohibition. And it's around those areas where we see Jeff Sessions' movement around the Cole Memorandum, and then you ask yourself, well, substantively, what does that really get you? And it's, 
it's really unclear, and I think in general as to, to Sekundar, it's not something that provides us with a great deal of pause with respect to what is happening on the ground and our hope that what we see in New Jersey is going to really inaugurate another experiment amongst the other states that are doing what's going on. Well, good. I didn't want that to all of a sudden be the thing that put us you know, on six-month hold or something. Until, right. Or the, there, isn't, there isn't a button that gets pulled or, or where someone just says, you know, blows the whistle and says, that's it, the feds are coming in. Yeah. It, it's more nuanced and complicated like that. And there is a need to respect not only these huge approval ratings that this plan has. Approval ratings, which, by the way, are higher than Congress or the president's approval ratings. <laughs> right? I mean, there's a real need to respect that, but also to respect the states. I mean, the states are actually entities that have federal rights, right? They're, they're supposed to be respected as for what they want to do. I know there's all sorts of debates going on, but what can happen is just a wholesale disregard of this. And that's where we take our hope, right? That's where we see that we expect the federal government to stay its hand to allow further this great experiment going around the country yeah. and, and to see the benefits that come out of that. This is something that is going to get done, and I'd like to see it get done with minimal stalls and a seamless rollout in Perfect. a timely fashion. Awesome. That's, that's great. And that's a good segue for us to uh, talk about some of the other people in the room. All right, so one of the other people in the room, uh, I mentioned there was lots of people here, is Maggie. Maggie, how uh, did you get involved and when did you get involved with NJCIA? Hi, um, I got involved because I'm a really passionate advocate and I got involved um, back in early November of 2017. In what capacity are you involved? What do you do for the organization. I manage the social media pages like Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So I'm the social media advisor. Right. So you and I are kind of the, the one-two punch that uh, Hugh and Dara sort of figured out for this. Uh, <laughs> a new way to reach uh, new and different people, right? Yeah. It's all about exposure. Yep. I saw you have a pretty uh, huge LinkedIn following. Is that sort of, are you leveraging that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I pretty much connect with anybody uh, in the cannabis industry, in the cannabis space. And then what brings you to cannabis, may I ask? Is it personal preference or do you have a business interest as well? Um, I definitely, but it's a little bit of both. Um, my husband was in the army, suffers from a little bit of PTSD. It's helped him tremendously. So um, that's a big reason. You hear those stories all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's really true. It is so helpful for them. Perfect. Well, really nice to get to know you, and I hope to be getting to know you more in the future. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, Tom, I'm sorry I keep butting in on this, but like you mentioned, um, both you and Maggie are so creative in your own capacities. Your backgrounds are amazing. And as a result, boy, are we gifted at the NJCIA to have our social media handled by by artists and trained professionals whereas of course i'm just pretty ham-fisted with everything and it would all go to hell if it was left to me <laughs> but maggie tell us about a little bit about your background i mean you didn't just get into social media you are a cause of social media unto yourself yeah yeah well um i happen to be a singer and an actress as well so i kind of started building my own personal music page on instagram and uh, just by doing that, I learned that I kind of loved social media. 
So um, I started to just learn a bit more about it. And um, when I found you guys, it kind of just clicked and fit together. And it's been going great since. Wow. Let me know if you need any lyrics. Oh, absolutely. I think I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe I'm so delighted in, in, in you guys. And I am also so jealous. I could never do what you guys do i can wish that i could but man the creativity that both of you express and have expressed for years in some case sorry tom is is just really astonishing and and then for the cause that we're dealing with um there's a great response to creativity and the nexus that it has with cannabis yeah and so that resonates oh yeah in a very important way so Thank you. That's awesome. By the way, well, thanks for thank you. Thanks for recognizing us in that way. Yeah, That's very thanks nice. Thanks for having us. Yeah. No, we really like it and we like to be able to contribute. Right on. All right. Well, thank you, Maggie. So we're just gonna keep going down the line. Right next to Maggie is a guy named Tim White. Tim, how's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, you're a little bit more on the government side of things. Uh, what brings you to NJCIA and how long have you been here, etc.? Well, um, I've been involved with the association now um, for about four months. Um, I'm a vice president of a government affairs firm uh, based out of Trenton, New Jersey, uh, called River Crossing Strategy Group. Um, I've been a, a lobbyist, public affairs, public relations executive here in New Jersey for about 15 years. And uh, prior to that, I ran a lot of political campaigns uh, in different various parts of the state. Any uh, campaigns I might have heard of? Um, if you're familiar, back in 2003, I ran um, a Bergen County Executives race for Hank McNamara. Um, I ran the uh, District 36 race um, uh, in 2000 in the fall of 2003, and then um, John Murphy's campaign for governor in the Republican primary in 05. Ah, well, we have a Murphy we're very interested in right now, but no relation. No relation. <laughs> um, of course, I'm speaking of the new governor. Uh, that sort of makes this all possible, right, Hugh? It is absolutely the case. I mean, can't forget that the election of Governor Murphy is really the predicate for everything that we're doing and provides the horizon that we can aim for in creating the safe, accessible, fair, and profitable market that we're aiming for. And Tim... Tom, just so you know, Tim is uh, a master of communicating. He is so connected to not only the political establishment, but the press establishment. So uh, selectively integrating us into the communications fold in a targeted and appropriate way is really something that we're really delighted to have and couldn't do it without him, just like everything else. I mean, and, and to think that all of you guys are donating your times and skills is really, really impressive. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, much appreciated, Hugh. And, uh, you know, I think everyone does have incredibly unique skills. When I first got involved and uh, we were kind of thinking, I was certainly thinking, what am I going to be doing? How can I possibly help? It's really, like you said, it's it's the time that, that's needed. It's the time and the passion. Everyone in this room is very passionate, that's for sure. And everyone in this room contributes a lot of their time. So thanks for recognizing it. Well, I really, I really do mean that, and we mean that. And the thing that I think is so amazing is to be able to just have what you're passionate about and unite your passions with the goal of, of creating this market for cannabis and this uh, allow the medical availability of this product and also the adult freedom of choice to occur. Yeah. Uh, but to really stand our mission on top of the shoulders of what you feel passionate about is how we win. It's right. How we really get there, whether it's your artistic, your connections, your people, 
uh, skills is something that we really want to unite in the process. So Good. thank you. Yeah, Good. I mean, absolutely. part of my heart, So certainly. Awesome. Tim White, thanks very much for, for uh, your membership and your time. And uh, we're going to keep moving down the line here. Earlier I said I might be the newest person, but I believe there might even be a newer person in the room. Jackie, right? You, yes. I think you joined after I did. How, I how did. are you? I'm great. I'm very excited to be a part of, of all, this organization. All of us are. And uh, what, what what's your uh, role going to be here? So my role is going to be working with our, our members and keeping um, everyone on track keeping us um, making sure nothing falls through the cracks if i go off track i can call you yes i'm gonna be calling you if you go off track <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that yeah jackie's gonna enforce discipline in the organization to make sure we don't let anything go by the wayside okay it's important to have oversight right because uh every now and then you get called to the mats in this type of thing absolutely yeah, so we're excited to that's great. To continue you, moving forward. What did you do prior to this? Well, I am. Um, <clears throat> I work for a staffing firm, um, and I run our northeast region. So I feel being a lead, leader, keeping everyone on task. That's an being, HR almost role. Sort of being able to manage, multitask. Okay. Um, prioritize. Fantastic. And be a team player, and obviously, you know keep the crew together. Well, thank you very much, Jackie, and it's been great to meet you, and I know I'm going to see a lot of you in the future. Likewise. Awesome. Well, it looks like we're almost out of people uh, as I look around the room. No, uh, Tom, you, right? Like, what you're doing here right now. Well, I kind of gave a little mini intro, but you want a maxi intro? I do, I do. (laughs) I want to know about Tom Marshall and the way that you're contributing to our cause and about you and what we need to know about Osiris. So, Give us, give us like the 30 seconds sure. on who you are and why you're a part of us. Okay. Well, as I said before, I graduated from Rutgers. That was a while ago now. And I worked uh, in large uh, tech corporations in New Jersey for about 20 years. And then after that, I went into uh, specifically only into entertainment-based startups. And right now I'm working uh, for a podcasting company called Osiris. I actually am one of the founders. And we're trying to aggregate a lot of uh, music and culture-related podcasts together uh, in a strength in numbers strategy for advertising. Um, And uh, I'm happy to announce that State of the Garden is one of those podcasts. And similarly, Osiris Media, uh, which is the name of our company, is now a member of New Jersey CIA. So it's kind of like scrubbing each other's back at the same time or whatever you call that. Uh, uh, But so... That is, I think, how we kind of met is because you knew about my fish background. Right, I'm 46. I graduated from college in 1993. And I remember being introduced to fish in like 1991, 1992. That's about right. Um, And hearing those songs and then thinking like, looking back at like how important those were in many regards to myself and certainly to a lot of my peers. And then the guy who wrote those lyrics that in some ways really 
significantly change people's lives to think that like, all right, great, you're going to take charge of being our live face and unite <laughs> what we're, our, our, what we're trying to do is modest compared to the artistic creation that you do for fish. I mean, we're just trying to change the world with respect to allowing. We're only trying to change the world. We're only trying to change the world, but like in a really, really small little way, all we want is people to be able to be free to do what they want to do with a relatively innocuous substance. It's a plant. It's a freaking plant. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Hugh came to a fish concert. The last time I saw you was at a f Madison Square Garden. They It was phenomenal. I went to a fish concert and it was, as always, just an amazing experience. But being there with the guy that wrote the songs I'm listening to is kind of disassociative it's a little strange but also super cool and um you know they they played that song that i totally dig on for what we're doing and in other words in, insinuating my meaning into that well let's talk a little bit about that song let's so, do it yeah. um i i mean i would love the song that we're talking about is uh called blaze on and blaze on when you think about it uh just on the surface sounds like it could be a marijuana anthem yeah. Um, and uh, th the lyrics, though, uh, definitely don't sound like it was written for uh, you know, a pro-cannabis <laughs> campaign uh, when you get into the verses. They're a little bit humorous, and, uh, um, but the, the chorus itself is sort of affirming, and it's basically saying you have one life, blaze on. Yeah. And that could mean, you know, blaze on, set your own trail. Uh, it could also mean, you know, light that cool pipe. <laughs> sure, but it but it's such a generous song, right? It's such a generous song in that it actually recognizes how making mistakes along the path, like three wrong turns can, you know. Yeah, it, uh, three wrong right. turns uh, do really make a right. So why yeah. not be like me, be proud of, be proud of all your crimes? Because when I screw up once, I, I do it two, it two more times. Two more times. And then one day you find Which which is like which is really important in 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 as a statement for a lot of things that have gone wrong. Like it's a really positive way of looking at this, in some respects, tragedy of prohibition, right? Where we we lived with this plant, we lived with people making choices around this plant for three hundred plus years before this went sideways, and now we are like uh, went into this dark period. But we're bumbling and chumbling our way forward into like a good moment of creativity, yeah. and and that can that can make it all right. Awesome, right? we can make it all right. Well, I'm so glad you think of it that way. And right. thanks, Hugh. Thanks, Tom. Yep. Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at osirispod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered 
with Relics Magazine at relics.com.